A-M-E-N, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General, General Cigar, cigar Dave. 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 We have told you about the enemies of pleasure, enemies of cigars, enemies of spirits, enemies of grilling. Last week we talked about enemies of meat. I missed a big one. I don't know how I missed this. I missed another group of pleasure police coming after an activity that almost every one of us does. Not necessarily on a regular basis. I do on a regular basis. Others may do on a regular basis. They are shaming us. It's happening in Europe, and I guarantee you it will spread to the other continents. The pleasure police are out in force. What are they after? What service? What product? Aha! You shall have to wait, and I will tell you. But suffice it to say, just when you think they can't find something else to go after, boom, they rear their ugly heads and go after us and make our lives miserable once again. Long Ash greetings and salutations, a Long Ash snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, long live the Alpha, make America great again, make masculinity great again, screw the enemies of pleasure. Your global five-star general and Alpha male-in-chief front and center from Command Center Alpha here in the Cigar City, and I can tell you that I am surrounded by massive amounts of program material I'm looking over at my giant humidor and my giant bar and spirits cabinet that was just really within maybe 10 feet of me. I have already selected the very special cigar that I will enjoy today, as well as a unique spirit. Not necessarily a, an alcoholic spirit, but nonetheless cool and refreshing as we get into the dog days of summer. I remind you, as always, go to CigarDave.com. Upper right-hand corner, you will find the way in which you can follow me on all the various social media sites, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, any others to be named at a later date, you will find it there. Make sure you follow me. Twitter's my number one, but we do post on Facebook as well. Just make sure that you go to CigarDave.com. As always, we've got all of our show archives, and make sure you also download the Cigar Dave mobile app so you never... Miss a show anywhere around the world, around the globe. We have you covered. The pleasure police are inventing ways to be harmed again. Here's another microaggression atrocity. The college campuses of America are being overrun by wussified betas. Being overrun by people that are taking things that shouldn't even be in the realm of discussion and putting it front and center. And as universities, colleges across the country are 
Getting ready to begin classes, I remember when I was a student at Syracuse, right around this time of year, right around August 22nd, 25th, 20th, right around that, you know, towards the end of August, like the third week of August, I would be packing up and heading from Buffalo down the New York State Thruway I-90 to Syracuse University. I'd always get there about a week early. I think dorms and university housing opened up about a week early. We'd always get there early, enjoy a little partying action. The New York State Fair would go on. We would always get there early. But I can tell you one thing that never went on when I was a student at Syracuse University. The CUSE! Never would we ever have mandatory training or a mandatory session or mandatory classes on trigger words wouldn't even enter our vocabulary. And I've got three universities, three item stories that I will get to. First up, Michigan State University, East Lansing, Michigan. They have or are conducting mandatory hour-long training titled Inclusive and Culturally Sensitive Service to Residents and Guests, Instructing Student Employees and Students to Avoid Using Words and Phrases, Including But, I Apologize, and No Problem. Why? Because they are supposedly triggers. The training told students they should replace the apparent triggers with, and I'm using air quotes here, commers. Sergeant Steve, have you ever heard the term commers? You've heard triggers before, but have you ever heard somebody said, geez, I'm triggered, but I've just been commered? Have you ever heard that? I have not. Made up term. But they are now saying replace triggers with commers. For example, the word but should be replaced with and. The phrase I apologize should be replaced with I am truly sorry. And no problem should be replaced with, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. Now, I understand if you are working for the Ritz-Carlton or a five-star hotel where they where you do something for a guest and a guest thank you, thanks you, don't say no problem. In fact, they're trained at the Ritz-Carlton saying, you're welcome, sir. It was my pleasure. You're welcome, ma'am. My pleasure. My pleasure to connect you. My pleasure to show you. That's polite. That's good five-star service. But if somebody says to you, you ask somebody a question, say, hey, how do, I, how do I get to the university library? I'm a freshman here. Oh, yeah, just go down the block right there, and at that street, make a right. You'll see it on the right side. Oh, thanks so much. No problem. Do you think the person who asked for instructions is going to be triggered because the person who provided the instructions said no problem and not, you're welcome, it was my pleasure? I mean, if saying no problem leads somebody to be triggered, they've got serious, serious issues and shouldn't even be on a college campus. They should be in a psych ward in a loony bin. Among other triggers that were discussed at the Inclusive and Culturally Sensitive Service to Residents and Guests seminars at Michigan State University, MSU. Actually, they should change it to Meshuggah State University because they're all Meshuggah. Yiddish word meaning they're all crazy. They're nuts to even think about holding this kind of session or class. But among the other triggers, the phrase, it's our policy, which should be replaced with, here's what we can do. Instead of saying, you should have, it should be replaced with, what others have found helpful. 
And the term, the only thing we can do, should be replaced with the best option would be. Now, I'm sorry. This just shows how extreme the political correctness movement has gone on college campuses. It's not just college campuses. They're starting at gr in grade school. We're seeing it in high school. And then it culminates in college campuses, where basically it's just giant liberal political correctness petri dishes with uh, political correctness bacteria that just spreads and spreads. I remember I did a project in grade school where I showed I got these swabs. My father got them from the lab at uh, one of the hospitals where he was a surgeon at. And I got the little swabs, and I went on desks. I went on remote controls everywhere just to show bacteria, you know, bacteria in our lives. And you put it on the Petri dish, you know, a little red, I don't know what's on the bottom there, some sort of red gelatin type thing. You put it, you cover it, and then in a few days you start seeing this bacteria grow. And I did that for a science fair and documented it, and uh, I remember got accolades on it. It was very interesting. People were like, I can't believe that. I, can't. I mean, I, I did all, I swabbed everything, things that you think never in a million years would have bacteria. Eye-opening. But this is what we're seeing at college campuses. This is, these are like Petri dishes now that are overrun with political correctness pablum bacteria. I'm sorry. But if somebody asks me a question and thanks me, and I say no problem, instead of saying, it's my pleasure, that's a trigger. Somebody's going to get triggered because of that. If I say I apologize instead of I am truly, truly sorry, let me get on my knees and fillet you. I'm so, that's how sorry I am. Let me cry. In fact, at this point in time, let's cry. let me cry. And what we need right now is Morris Albert singing feelings. That'll make us feel better. Because I apologize to you and I should have said I am truly, truly sorry. Nothing more than feeling Trying to forget my Feelings of love I don't want to trigger anyone on college campuses, no. So I'm not going to say the word but, but I'll say and instead. I won't say I apologize. I'll say I am truly, truly sorry. I will never live it down. That's how sorry I am. And I will never say no problem when somebody thanks me. I will say, you are so most certainly welcome. Welcome beyond any phrase I could even state. It was my pleasure, my ultimate and true pleasure. Please. Enough is enough. The fact that Michigan State University would even consider holding an asinine class or session called Inclusive and Culturally Sensitive Service to Residents and Guests. What is so culturally insensitive about telling somebody, I apologize, no problem. It's our policy. You should have, like if somebody says, hey, you know, you gave me the directions to go from point A to point B, and it's only a mile away, but I ended up missing like five turns, and I ended up going 30 miles. 
So all of a sudden, I'm triggering somebody if I say, look, you should have, instead of making a right there, you should have just gone straight. You would have been there in 30 seconds. Oh, now all of a sudden, I triggered somebody. And it gets worse. Let's go to CSU, Colorado State University in Colorado. There is now an inclusive language guide compiled by Colorado State's Inclusive Communications Task Force with the goal of helping communicators practice inclusive language and helping everyone on our campus feel welcomed, respected, and valued. It is now telling students, faculty, and staff to use the terms, sit down for this, you won't believe this, America and American. Why? Because that could be considered offensive to some students and some employees if they're not from America. So avoid the word, avoid the phrase. Instead of saying, oh, you're an American, or I'm American. No, you should say, I'm a U.S. citizen or person from the U.S. This is how asinine things have become. I'm sorry. Now all of a sudden, we should be castigated because we say, proudly, I'm from America. I'm American. Nope, no, no, no. We've got to say I'm a person from the U.S. I'm a U.S. citizen. Now, why are they saying we shouldn't use the term America or American? Because they say the Americas encompass far more than just the United States. There's South America, Central America, Mexico, Canada, the Caribbean, 42 countries in total. That's why the word Americano in Spanish can refer to anything on the American continent. But when we talk about Americans in the United States, we're just referring to people in the U.S. So this erases other cultures and depicts the U.S. as the dominant American country. Newsflash, we are the dominant American country in North America, Central America, and South America. I don't apologize for our greatness, for our superiority. There's a reason all these damn illegal aliens are trying to break down walls to get in here. There is a reason that Central Americans, South Americans, Europeans, Australians, Asians all want to come to America and become American citizens because we are great. I don't apologize for that. And if that offends you, screw you. Too bad. Please, we've got to apologize now for being great, for being the magnificent country that we are. Now, I know some people are going to say, well, we're not a perfect country. I never said we were. There is no such thing as a perfect country. There's no such thing as a perfect person. There's no such thing as a perfect company. doesn't exist. But are we a country that is overwhelmingly far greater than the negatives in this country? You better believe it. They'll say, well, well we, there was slavery in this country. That's right. That was 240 years ago. None of us have ever owned slaves. None of us, going back to the, uh, what, the Emancipation Proclamation in the 1800s, have had slaves, owned slaves. The only people that want slaves to continue are the Democrats who want the, the plantations in the inner city because they don't want inner city Americans. They don't want black Americans to succeed. They don't want school vouchers. The most racist thing in this country is not giving vouchers to inner-city students or any student that says, you know, or parent that says, we want to send our kids to a good school and get a good education. To me, anybody that fights school vouchers is a racist. 
pure and simple. If you fight vouchers, you are a racist. Why? Because you don't want the parents of inner city kids, black kids, Hispanic kids, the kids themselves to get a good education, a better education than some of the junk going on at public schools in this country. You are a racist. So they can jump up and down and say, President Trump's a racist. No, he's not. In fact, Republicans are the ones that are for school vouchers. So I find it amazing that here we are saying that we can't use the term America or American because that depicts us as the dominant American country. Yeah, we are the dominant American country. There's a reason when the uh, stuff hits the fan, the first call they say is, we need America here. We need American forces. America, please come to our rescue. I don't see them calling Canada. I don't see them calling Mexico. I don't see them calling Brazil. I don't see them calling Germany. I don't see them calling Australia. Not that there's anything wrong with those countries. Well, Germany and Venezuela and, well, not, well Venezuela's a problem in and of itself. But Germany, not a fan. I'll get to another story about Germany in a second. But there's a reason all these countries, whenever they're in trouble, who do they call? The United States of America. When there's a disaster, who's the first country with a helping hand? The United States of America. I will never apologize for being a proud American, a proud citizen, calling myself an American, saying I'm from America. Screw these pleasure police, these political correctness Nazis on college campuses. Enough is enough. Now it gets worse. Colorado State in this document, they're also stating the inclusive language guide. What are some of the other terms that they want eliminated and shouldn't be used because it could express or imply gender or biological sex? What terms? Freshman, policeman, male and female. So now all of a sudden, if you say the word male, female, oh, you're a freshman. We all know what the term freshman means. It doesn't mean you're a fresh man. It means the term freshman, you are a first-year college student has nothing to do with somebody's gender. And as I said, there are three genders. Male, female, and lunat or, or whack job. What was the other one I said, Sergeant Steve? Do you remember what I said? I said there were three. There was male, female, and was it nutcase or nut job? I've been whack job. <clears throat> whack job, something like that. But you didn't no, use freak. your proper pronoun no, today, though. Oh, that's right. Cigar Dave, the general. He, him, five-star, alpha male, Yes, i got to give my pronunciations. A freak. There's three kinds of genders. Male, female, and freak. Period. Somebody has an issue with it, go ahead, email me. Cigardave at Cigardave.com. I'm politically incorrect. I don't care whether I offend you. It makes no difference to me. And if I say the term male, female, policeman, freshman, and you find that offensive, do you think I care? Not really. Because this country, this political correctness movement, has gone way overboard. It's over the edge, about to tumble over Niagara Falls. Male and female refers to biological sex and not gender, this guide explains. In terms of communication methods, articles, social media, etc., we very rarely need to identify or know a person's biological sex, and more often are referring to gender. In these cases, using gender identity terms is, uh, is preferred. They also discourage the use of he or she. Instead, Use terms such as they, them, theirs, Z, her, which is H-I-R, because he and she imply that gender is binary, man or woman. Let me tell you, 
You're a man, you're a woman, or you're a freak. Period. That's it. Three genders. Male, female, and freak. Okay? You want to cut your schmeckle off and get a vajayjay? Have at it. But there are two genders, really. Male and female. Okay, I'll, I'll go... I'll go in the spirit of Morris Albert and the term feelings, the song feelings, I'll extend a bridge and say there's male, female, and freak, and that's it. But wait, as the great Ron Popeil would say, there's more. Paul Harvey, page two. Miami University of Ohio, not the U, hosts training to rid students of toxic masculinity. What is this, Gillette? all over again, now all of a sudden they've got to rid students of toxic masculinity. The goal of the program to reimagine manhood through different cultures, perspectives, and experiences. I do not need to reimagine manhood. I know what manhood means. I know what being an alpha male means. I know exactly that American manhood, American masculinity, won several world wars. We are winning the fight on terror. The last time I looked, when there are natural disasters, it is the supposed toxic masculinity of firemen, policemen, first responders. Oops, I offended somebody because I use firemen and policemen. If I offended you, good. I hope that you are miserable. You are irate. But this is absurd. The new program called Masculinities at Miami, created by the University Center for Student Diversity and Inclusion to train students to express their masculinity in healthy ways. When we come back after the National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony, I'll finish talking about what, how they want to rid students of toxic masculinity. It is such a load of nonsense. I'm an alpha male. You are alpha males. We are proud to be alpha males. We are proud to be masculine. 100% USDA testosterone raging through our blood veins. We will never apologize for that. The August selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is a Nova Cigar Super Premium Sampler, including the Nova Personal Reserve Blio X. This perfectly balanced smoke features an Ecuadorian Habano 2000 wrapper and is worth every penny. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. 
to Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. The August 2019 Officers Club selection is the Nova Cigar Super Premium Sampler. At the Premium Cigar Association convention in Las Vegas, late June, early July, I'm making the rounds of the Giant Sands Expo Center. Now, there's always the manufacturers, the big boys that are there, the Altadas, the Generals, the the Fuente, the Rocky Patel, the Perdomos, Alec Bradley. I make all the rounds, but I always try to find new cigars. Now, it's tough to launch new cigars in this environment. There is no question about it. But every so often, there is a standout manufacturer, a boutique manufacturer that just stands out. And it's amazing because when they do stand out, they generate a lot of attention, even though their booth may be relatively small. Nova Cigar was one of those boutique manufacturers that grabbed my attention. Absolutely the star, the rock star of the Premium Cigar Association convention last July or June, July with their new cigar offerings. They came out big, huge lineup of cigars, their own factory in the Dominican Republic, absolutely magnificent off the charts, absolutely blown away. So I contacted them, I became very friendly with them. And I said to them, you know, love your cigars. You guys were a hit. You need to get the word out. I love the cigars. Would love for you to participate in the Officers Club, especially since your cigar was such a huge hit. They said, General, done. We are in. And so I am pleased to present and review the three cigars included in the August 2019 Officers Club. Many of you on the East Coast should have received your cigars by today. Those of you in the Midwest to West Coast, Hawaii, Alaska, give it until early next week, but you will love these selections. So let me tell you the three cigars that we included. First up was the Nova Personal Reserve Leo X. A beautiful, medium-bodied, silky cigar, spicy, crisp, woody notes and flavors, personally blended by the CEO of Nova Cigar. Then we included the Platinum Nova Classic. Habana 2000 Ecuadorian wrapper, rich, complex, 
smooth, very creamy, three to four-year-old Dominican fillers and binders. Just a nice, smooth, medium-bodied cigar. And the cigar, to me, that is one of my favorites in their whole lineup, and I sample them all. And I love the Leo X, I love the Classic, but there's a special meaning to the Platinum Nova Sultan, or as I like to say, the Platinum Nova Sultan. There's a reason. The name of my 14-year-old German Shepherd, Pendragon's Royal Sultan. He is royal. Many of you have seen Sultan at some of our pleasure fests and live broadcasts. I've also got Pendragon's Royal Baron, who is 17 months old. So we've got the two canines. But the Platinum Nova Sultan, an incredible-looking box-pressed torpedo. Six and a quarter inches in length, 55 ring gauge at the foot. Incredible construction, incredible packaging. The band is magnificent, a unique teal color with some black, silver, very elegant. The wrapper on this Platinum Nova Sultan, a San Andrean Maron, a beautiful Maduro, dark Maduro. The filler is Dominican, the binder is Dominican. It is a medium to full-bodied cigar, just exquisite Mexican San Andrean wrapper. It, it just perfectly aged, perfect construction, very smooth. To me, it's medium, medium full, but just an incredibly pleasant cigar. So those of you that are members of these, the Officers Club, the reason we say this is a super premium selection is because the Nova Cigar, all of them are super premium. It's a super premium cigar. It's not a value price cigar. These are special cigars, special occasion cigars, as an example. The Personal Reserve Leo X, $22, suggested retail. The Platinum Nova Sultan, $17. The Nova Classic, $14. So you're getting like 50 with tax, everything, $56, $57 suggested retail. And if you're a member of the Officers Club, what do you pay? $22.95 per month. That's the kind of incredible cigars we provide to you, the latest and greatest, being a member of the Officers Club. So if you're not a member of the Officers Club, go to CigarDave.com right now, click on Officers Club. If you join, you'll get great cigars like the Nova Cigar Super Premium Selection that our August uh, 2019 featured. Again, I've got in my hand this Nova Cigar Platinum Nova Sultan. Magnificent box press torpedo. Incredible aroma. I cannot wait to light this baby up. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self-sharpening, double-edged stainless steel guillotine, ready to go. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Just got a new lighter from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories. They call this the Mega Tanker. I don't know why they call it the Mega. Well, actually, I do, because it's got a huge tank. And they said that this lightation device has so much fuel that you could send this up. If you put wings on it, and it could refuel a military aircraft. It's got, and it's huge, just one single flame, but just a giant, I mean, this thing, I hate to say it, almost looks like a hand grenade. It's got such a big tank, but magnificent. It's called the tanker. That's what I would use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cuts. Let me take... My Cigar Dave R&D Laboratory Tanker. Listen to that flame on this mag. I, I, I have to tell you, this Nova Cigar Platinum Nova Sultan 
is so magnificent, such a piece of art, I almost hated to cut it because it was so beautiful to look at and admire. But I can tell you something, as good as it is to look, to look at, it's going to be even better and luscious and magnificent and sumptuous to enjoy as I toast the foot of this beautiful looking torpedo. And again, every so often, every it doesn't happen every year, but usually I'm able to find once, at least one manufacturer every year at the Premium Cigar Association. Sometimes it could be every couple of years, but Nova Cigars stood out. I'm telling you, they're a boutique cigar manufacturer. They are going to be here for the long run. Magnificent cigars. You're not going to find them everywhere. And in fact, they were very kind. For those of you that are members of the Officers Club, they put in a special 20% off coupon that I just found out about. I opened up this, the box that I get, and it has a nice 20% coupon, so you will save 20% on all these cigars if you go to Nova Cigar. And in fact, they said, General, for the holiday season, maybe we'll extend that to all of your alphas and lieutenants. And I said, well, let's do that. But the alpha, the uh, the members of the Officers Club, they get that first. All right, I'll puff and rotate this beautiful Platinum Nova Sultan. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely magnificent. Mm. Great draw. Incredible draw. Blow on the foot of this cigar. Take another puff. Mm. Just so nice. Pleasant. Smooth. A lot of flavor. Mm. Let me just touch up one small area here. Perfect. Got that done. Ah, wonderful aroma, great construction. Again, those of you member that are members of the Officers Club, when you see these Nova cigars between the band, the look, the, the craftsmanship, the construction, the aroma, the taste, you will absolutely be blown away. I was. Their entire team, from Leo, Ari, Skip, everybody that worked, they were all there, all there in full force, very hospitable. In fact, can't wait to see them down in South Florida and smoke. They said, General, we've got some new blends we're working on. We want you to be the first in the country to try it. I said, absolutely. So we'll enjoy some cigars, some nice camaraderie, fellowship. And they're not just great folks. They're great friends. So I'm telling you, those of you that are members of the Officers Club, you're going to love these Nova cigars, these Nova Super Premiums, including the Nova Premium or Platinum Sultan that I'm enjoying. And for those of you that are curious, let's go to uh, NovaCigar.com. You'll see exactly what we are talking about. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. I'm going to go a different route. Earlier this week, Cigar Sister Lynn says, said to me, you have to try. I know you like sparkling water, Dave. She said, there is a brand new lineup from San Pellegrino. It's called the Ascenza. Flavored mineral water, sparkling water, tangerine, and wild strawberry. You will love it. So I picked up a 12-pack from, I saw it in the supermarket. I picked it up. Love it. Cool, bubbly, refreshing. And in the dog days of summer, it is warm in the Cigar City of Tampa. It's warm throughout the entire country. I needed something cool and refreshing. Now, normally I would have a scotch, single malt scotch, bourbon, but I'm going to be enjoying tons of bourbon before you know it. September rolls around, and it is National Bourbon Heritage Month. We spend the entire month sampling American whiskeys and bourbons. 
So I figured, let me try something a little bit cool and refreshing in the dog days of summer. And I've got the San Pellegrino Ascenza Tangerine Wild Strawberry. I'm pouring it into a nice chilled glass here. Nice orange can with blue, no calories, fizzy and sparkling. You can even the aroma of tangerine and strawberry right on the nose. Take a sip. Now, if you really want to jazz it up a little bit, I don't use Splendor, any other unnatural sweetener anymore. I use Stevia, liquid Stevia. Put a few drops in here, and it will sweeten it up, take a little of the tang out, but delicious. Very cool and refreshing as I take another sip. Mm. Ah, nice. Actually, this goes very nicely with my Nova Platinum Sultan. Can't go wrong. So I've got my cigar lit. I've got my libation. When we come back, I will finish up talking about the training undergoing that is underway at Miami University to rid students of toxic masculinity. I have much more to get to as well that we will get to. Uh, enemies of AC, air conditioning, enemies of air conditioning, and there's another enemy that is coming after something that most all of us do on a regular basis or at holidays. I'll tell you about that. Second hour, bottom of the hour, we will replay the video uh, coverage that we conducted from the Premium Cigar Association Convention late June, early July. Our tour of the Alec Bradley booth. We'll be talking with Alan Rubin, Lars Tettens, Alec and Bradley Rubin. We'll be talking about the new Alec Bradley Gatekeeper, the Project 40, their black market Esteli Punk, and their relaunch of Lars Tetons, the Cuba, uh, Cuba Gua, the Grass, the Fat, the Siri D, the SS, the Steampunk, the Sutton Place. We'll be talking with Lars. He even plays a little music. We had a lot of fun with all the uh, my brothers over at the Alec Bradley booth. My fellow Alphas, we continue Around the Corner. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. As cigar connoisseurs, we love to find new cigars. We love to go into the humidor and hunt for the latest and greatest. Well, I do the work for you because as... 
the man in charge of the Cigar Dave Officers Club. I am always scouting what is new, what is exciting, what is hot. At the Premium Cigar Association convention, I found a brand new boutique cigar manufacturer that was the star of the show, Nova Cigars. We're featuring three of their super premium fantastic cigars in our August 2019 Officers Club selection. We're featuring... The Platinum Nova Salt and a beautiful box press torpedo with a San Andreas wrapper. The Personal Reserve Leo X, nice spicy, tasty cigar. And the Platinum Nova Classic, very rich. Three great cigars from Nova Cigar. You'll be amongst the first in the country to enjoy these. Become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com, $22.95 per month gets you great cigars. The name is Bond, James Bond. As far as I'm concerned, the best Bond is Sean Connery. Hello, I'm Sean Connery of OCD Bank. When I travel around the world, people think I'm James Bond, but I'm not. But I shall always be known as James Bond. Again, Sean Connery here for the Shitty Bank Vija. The great Sean Connery. You know who's not that great? Daniel Craig, who has played the James Bond character now, going on his fifth movie. This will be his final movie. Thankfully, he was horrible. Didn't like cigars, too beta. Thought that naming a future Bond as a woman or, or the next Bond being a woman would be a great idea. Get his ass out of the Bond movies, please. I'm done with him. Call him a cab for a one-way ticket out of Bond movie land. Enough of him. Well, the 25th installment of the James Bond movies has been announced. The title which initially or informally went as Bond 25, will be known as No Time to Die. I'm Sean Connery. It's No Time to Die because I'm going to make another Bond movie. I'm coming back. They announced the title last week, No Time to Die. This will be Daniel Craig's fifth and final movie as James Bond 007 Super Spy. Last month, we told you that news broke British actress Lashana Lynch, who will be appearing in the new Bond movie, No Time to Die, will reportedly take over Agent 007 duties from James Bond in upcoming installments of the James Bond movie franchise. The first woman to star in the iconic role of 007. In no way, shape, or form should a woman be James Bond. Sorry. James Bond is a man. Period. End of discussion. James Bond is an alpha male. James Bond enjoys dames. James Bond enjoys cigars. He enjoys gambling. He enjoys libations. He enjoys living the alpha male good life. James Bond is not or should never be a female. Jeanette Bond, Jane Bond, Jill Bond, Janine Bond. Sorry. No female should ever play a Bond character, 007. James Bond, 007, always a man. If that makes me sexist, so be it. I'm a sexist. Because as far as I'm concerned, James Bond has this character that has been built up for the last, what, 50-some-odd years, and now all of a sudden, oh, let's get politically correct and name a female. 
You want to do another movie franchise and call her Agent 008? Great. Fine. But 007 James Bond is a man. End of discussion. Not a female, not a freak, not a transsexual, not a transgender, a male. A heterosexual male. End of discussion. Now, if they do indeed name Lashana Lynch as the upcoming Janelle Bond, Jill Bond, Jane Bond, the next 007, forget the movie name No Time to Die. They should just rename it Bond is Dead. Bond is over. Bye-bye, Bond. Because if you name a female in the 007 category or the 007 franchise, there is not... I'm telling you, even women I know said, wait a minute, Bond is a female? No, it doesn't work for me. They don't even want to see it. Women do not want to see it. I'm telling you, no matter if they cast any female as James Bond or the next 007, it is over. Call the Bond movie franchise a cab. It'll be a giant, colossal flop. I got news for you. I think this movie is going to be a colossal flop as well. They've had numerous problems changing the directors, over budgets, shooting locations, injuries. It's been an absolute disaster over the last year, year and a quarter as they've been filming this movie. So I think No Time to Die is going to be mediocre at best. And I can tell you that if they name a female of 007, Lashana Lynch, Bond is dead. Sergeant Steve, how much time do I have in this segment? I forgot to hit the timer here. About three minutes. I got three minutes? Okay, perfect. That's enough time for me to finish discussing what is taking place at the uh, Miami of Ohio University. Miami of Ohio. Okay, Oxford, Ohio. As I mentioned to you, bottom of the last hour, they have just started a program to rid themselves of toxic masculinity because they want to reimagine manhood through different cultures, perspectives, and experiences. Apparently, these clowns watch too much of the Gillette razor commercials, basically calling out their consumers as being toxic males. I mean, when you watch that commercial, it was like they were wagging your finger at you saying, you are a toxic male. You are nothing. We're coming after you. The very people that buy our product, we're going to shame you, and we are going to ridicule you. Well, as we know, nothing could be further from the truth. Men are not toxic. This is created... A, a feminist-created movement because they don't like men that are masculine. So how do they castrate men without physically, you know, chopping off the Rocky Mountain oysters? How do they do that? By calling men toxic, coming up with a fraudulent term, toxic masculinity, making men feel guilty about being men, having women raise their boys to be wussified betas, and essentially that castrates all men. So all boys growing up, they get castrated, they get neutered, they can now become wussified betas, which is exactly what the feminists want. Remember, feminists are insecure women that can't get a man. They don't have the looks, they don't have the mannerisms, they do not know how to get a man. So the program called Masculinities at Miami, designed to critically examine what it means to be a man in today's society. Students will explore how masculinity has been constructed, how it impacts their lives, and how they might reimagine manhood through different cultures, perspectives, and experiences. The program led to the creation of a learning community to teach Miami University com uh, community members about the issue of masculinity. Here's what Scott Turner, 
46-year-old co-founder of the men's cuddling group said, yeah, there's something called that. So often we're taught that to be an emotional stoic is the mark of manhood. If you show any emotional weakness or vulnerability, that's a failure to your title of a man. I'm sorry. Any man that would create or co-found a cuddling group is not a man, has no nads, is not an alpha. He's a wussified beta. He's a feminine beta. He's a woman. I'm sorry. You don't have to be stoic. You can be compassionate, but you don't have to have a damn cuddling group. Forget the toxic masculinity. We are proud to be USDA alpha males. Hour two of the alpha male edition of the Cigar Dave Show is next. This is AMEM, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General General Cigar Cigar Dave. I am thoroughly enjoying my Platinum Nova Sultan, the Sultan Magnificent Box Press Torpedo, part of the three cigars in the August 2019 Officers Club selection, the Nova Cigar Super Premium Sampler. I've got my San Pellegrino, a Senza Tangerine and Wild Strawberry as my libation. Let me take a sip. Mmm. Mmm. Ah, cool and refreshing, very fruity, no calories, gotta love it. Very... Very nice on this very warm summer day in the Cigar City of Tampa. Much to get to in this hour. Bottom of the hour, we'll be joined by, I shouldn't say joined, but I will be, we'll be replaying my in-booth video segment that we recorded from the Premium Cigar Association Convention featuring the Alec Bradley booth. Alan Rubin, Lars Tettens, Alec and Bradley Rubin talking about their new releases all at the bottom of the hour. And I should also mention, if you have not watched our video coverage from the Premium Cigar Association convention that took place the end of June, early July, go to CigarDave.com. Just click on the Premium Cigar Association graphic. We've got all the videos from all the booths, including a giant 45-minute tour from the beginning, from the start of Walking into the convention center all the way around, huge, I don't know, 300,000, 400,000 square feet, whatever it is. Just go to CigarDave.com. Do not want to miss that. Next week, I am scheduled to head over to Orlando to see the great Lee Corso of ESPN. We have a tradition where our college football preview we do every year with Lee. He is just back from his... Three, four days where he goes into a cabin and just retreats and just studies football for the upcoming season. In fact, uh, Sergeant Steve, if I'm not mistaken, I believe, isn't there games today going on? There's a couple of them, including Florida and Miami being played in Orlando this evening. That's right. So that's the unofficial start, but we'll get with Lee next week. I'm going to go midweek to see. Actually, I think I've got to go Tuesday because he leaves for the uh, – a venue where they'll be doing college football game day on Wednesday. So we're either going to do it Monday or Tuesday. We've got that scheduled up. We'll we'll 
spend time with Lee. And then the following week, I believe, is it the week or the two weeks after, we're going to have Chris Landry. That'll be the next week on September 7th. Correct. Chris Landry, a noted pro and a college scout, spent time working for, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Bill Belichick when he was at Cleveland. Yes, with the Browns, yeah, in the mid-'90s. In the mid-'90s, and he is an expert. You hear him on many radio stations. He's fantastic, and uh, we had him last year. Really enlightening. So I'm. it's one of the most exciting times of the year. We're going into fall, start of college football, pro football, September, is National Bourbon Heritage Month. October is Cigar Oktoberfest. I mean, we are going into a great time of the year. I always look forward to it, and the weather gets cool here in the Cigar City of Tampa, all of Florida and the southeast. I know many of you in the northeast are not going to be happy because it does cool down. You want summer to extend, but we're ready for the break. It has been quite hot and humid here down in the south. All right, some cigar news to get to. There were several cigars that were launched of note at the Premium Cigar Association Convention the end of June, early July. Let me tell you, give you an update on two of these cigars that are now shipping. First up, the Rocky Patel LB1. That's the original factory code that the Tavacusa factory in Nicaragua gave to one of the blends. Whenever I go down to Rocky Patel head, uh, headquarters HQ down in Bonita Springs, down in Naples, Florida, we always sit around in their conference room where all the action takes place, and Nimish, cousin Nimish comes in with a big box, puts it on the floor, and he starts bringing out these cigars. And there's just a piece of white paper around as the band, nothing fancy, and printed on it in just black, regular type. It'll say LB1, LB7, HF5, HX6, all these different codes. So last year I'm down there, and we're digging through all these different different uh, blends, and Nimish pulls out one called the LB1. And there was like LB1, LB3, LB5. So we smoke like six of these different blends, and they're all variations. The filler could be a little different. The wrapper could be different. We smoke them all, and we go around the room, Rocky and Nish, Nimish, uh, Dave Bullock, who's the VP of sales, whoever's there. We're going to say, well, what do you think of this cigar? Yeah, I liked it too, a little too, too mild, too spicy, too this, not balanced, whatever the case may be. So as we're sitting there, I said, I got to tell you, of all the ones, LB1, as far as I'm concerned, this is the one. Rocky Nod said, yep, I agree. Nimish, Nish. They said, well, we like LB2, but yeah, okay, LB1. You go back around. Well, they ended up deciding on the LB1 brand. So I said, well, what are you going to name this? And at the time, they said, we don't know. Well, next thing I know, they call me and Rocky says, remember that cigar that we enjoyed, the LB1 that you liked as the number one blend? I said, yep. He said, we're just going to call it Rocky Patel LB1. We just couldn't come up with other, a name. We just kept calling it LB1 and said, why don't we just call it that? So the Rocky Patel LB1, which was launched at the Cigar Retailers Convention, medium-bodied, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, blend of Honduran and Nicaraguan fillers, five different sizes, a Corona, a Robusto, a Toro, a Churchill, which has a shaggy foot, so an uncut end, and the Magnum, which is a 6x60, ranging in price from 8 bucks to about $11. Uh, and actually, this was made not in Tavacusa in Nicaragua. This is at the El Paraiso factory in Danley, Honduras. So the LB1 was the factory code. Good news. It was not supposed to ship until September. 
it has already started shipping. So you should start seeing the Rocky Patel LB1, beautiful medium, just a medium-bodied cigar with that nice dark um, a wrapper, just a beautiful, just Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, silky smooth, a lot of flavor. You should start to see that at various retailers across the country. Another cigar that I was extremely impressed with that uh, we featured, I guess you could say a sister cigar, a sister blend from Balmoral, Royal Agio Cigars, which makes the Balmoral Añejo uh, XO series. They started with her initial Añejo XO. Then they came up with the Oscuro, the original uh, XO. They got a Connecticut, which we featured in the Officers Club several months ago, a magnificent cigar. Smooth, creamy, mild to medium, made at their own factory down in San Pedro de Macorís in República Dominicana at Agio Caribbean Tobacco Company. The latest iteration of the Balmoral Añejo XO is the Balmoral Añejo XO Nicaragua, still made at their Dominican factory. Features a Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, a Brazilian Cubra binder, and filler leaf from Nicaragua, the Dominican Republic, and Brazil. Five sizes, all the way from a Petit Robusto, Corona, a, uh, a, a large Robusto, Gran Toro, and then a Torpedo, six and a quarter by 52, suggested retail between 850, 1125. That has already started shipping. Started going out last week. Magnificent cigar. Balmoral was another story two years ago. I happened to be at the Cigar Retailers Convention. At the time, it was in Vegas, and I walked by the booth, and I happened to see a lot going on. And, of course, there were a lot of familiar people that I knew that had worked at other companies or even people that had been with Royal Agio for many years. I stopped over, and they said, General, we want you to sample our new Añejo. Let me tell you about it. Smoked it. Very impressive. They said, our plan is to add to the line one or two every you know, year or so and build out this line. Well, they have. So whether the original Balmoral Añejo XO, the Añejo XO Connecticut, the Añejo XO Oscuro, now the Añejo XO Nicaragua, magnificent construction, magnificent cigar, medium to full-bodied, be on the lookout. I'm telling you the Balmoral Añejo XO Nicaragua loved it. Phenomenal. The Connecticut we featured, you want a milder cigar, buy it. Cannot go wrong. Now, I told you that the Premium Cigar Association, the the IPCPR, let me give you let me go back for many many years. The Trade Association of the Cigar Retailers was known as the RTDA, the Retail Tobacco Dealers Association. And I want to say about a dozen years ago, maybe it was a little bit longer, they decided that RTDA didn't really reflect the mission of the retailers because it wasn't just tobacco it was primarily cigars and pipe tobacco so they changed the name to the international premium cigar and pipe retailers association the ipcpr well there was a big announcement the day before the ipcpr convention was set to start the end of june i think it was june 30th in las vegas at the sands expo center where they announced, the Trade Association announced a new name, the PCA, the Premium Cigar Association, because they felt that that's really what their mission was. Premium cigars, not just for retailers, but they represented the whole industry. Now, there is also the Cigar Association of America, the Cigar Re- uh, Rights of America, the CRA, 
involved with all of them. So they decided that PCA, Premium Cigar Association, better reflected their mission. Fine. They also announced at that time a controversial plan for a consumer event to be held in conjunction with the annual trade show called CigarCon. You've heard of Comic-Con and MovieCon. CigarCon, C-I-G-A-R-C-O-N. I I don't know if that stands for Cigar Convention, uh, Cigar Connoisseurs, whatever it is. CigarCon, a consumer event that would be held beginning in 2020. It would be held, they said, the first day of the trade show. So consumers would be open to the annual PCA convention, where traditionally it has only been open to the trade. That, that retailers would sell the tickets, but retailers wouldn't get a commission on selling the tickets. They didn't say how much the tickets would be. They said there would probably be various price levels. And that chances are, depending on the ticket level, you would be able to get a certain amount of cigars from various manufacturers. And that if you saw a new cigar you were interested in, you could scan it and your retailer would know it and so on and so forth. But the details were very, very thin. Very, very basic. And there was a huge amount of backlash from the overwhelming majority of manufacturers. Number one, they said, we come here to meet with the trade, to meet with retailers, to sell our new cigars, to talk to our retailers. It is not our job at this convention to intermingle with consumers. It would make it extremely difficult. We come here. Our reps are here. They deal with our accounts. This would make it very, very difficult. Okay? That was number one. Then the second thing they said is, wait a minute. You want us to sell the tickets, and then we have to spend time doing it and promoting the event, and we don't get any cut of the ticket sales. Okay? That was another issue. The third issue, the PCA said to retailers, this will be a great opportunity for you to take your retailers or correction, to take your consumers who buy tickets and wine and dine them when they're here and get to know your consumer. Well, most retailers said, look, we do know our consumers. It's not our job to wine and dine them and spend 5,000, let's say 50 people buy tickets. We have to invite all 50 to a dinner. And the average dinner in Vegas, nice dinner is probably 100 bucks, if not more. Not inexpensive. 5000 for retailer, they're saying, this does not make any sense. That was another issue. So there were multiple issues that were brought up. And then the last issue, the Premium Cigar Association said, well, we anticipate, we expect that we would sell four to 5,000 tickets for CigarCon, but even at four or 5,000 tickets, we wouldn't achieve break-even for several years. Now, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. You go ahead and sell 5,000 tickets to an event ranging in price, say, from $250 maybe to $500 or more, and you have, you're not going to break even? That didn't sit well with the manufacturers, and it didn't sit well with the retailers either. So overall, when you look at this entire project, this entire plan, it didn't sit well with anybody. So a press release comes out. Uh, what was it, on Wednesday of this week. Headline, PCA announces new cigar con dates and subcommittee. All right, so the first thing you look at is say, well, they're coming out with new dates. Okay. Well, the first line basically contradicts 
The headline. The Premium Cigar Association has announced that Plans for Cigar Con, a consumer event held in conjunction with its annual convention and trade show, will not take place in 2020 and will be considered for 2021. In addition to the date change, wait a minute, what date change? They're saying it's going to be considered. It didn't say it's absolutely going to take place. It didn't say absolutely this is happening. Nowhere did this say it at all. It just says that CigarCon will be considered for the 2021 year. So a little bit of, I tell you exactly what this is. They didn't want to come out and say this is dead. Or as Al Pacino would say, it's dead, it's gone, it's over. Kind of like the James Bond franchise if they name a female 007. They didn't want to say it's dead. So how do you avoid that? You say, well, we're going to change the date to 2021 without giving a date. And oh, by the way, we are going to create a subcommittee to focus on CigarCon with participation from all classes of retailers and associate members, including manufacturers. Translation, CigarCon is dead. Now, I know many of you have said, well, General, I would attend whatever. It's not that it wouldn't be a great event, but it's not the proper venue and forum to do it when the manufacturers are set up to interact exclusively with retailers. Now, I think a better event would be for the PCA to say, great, let's do a giant event somewhere where we can fit maybe 1,000, 2,000 people. They could buy various levels of tickets, get various levels of cigars, do it maybe in the fall, do it in Vegas, do one maybe in Tampa, do one in Miami, maybe do it regionally. I could see doing that. But to do that at the Cigar Retailers Convention makes absolutely no sense. Bad idea, dead, gone. I have told you that the enemies of pleasure are not done. They're going after our meat. Just last week I told you about that. Going after our meat. They want a meat tax in Europe. We need to do what they said for climate change because farming of cattle and cows produces more emissions, more carbon gas than any other single activity on the planet. Okay, whatever, even though cows have been around for thousands of years, maybe millions of years, who the hell knows? I said they've gone after your plastic straws. They've come after our cigars. They've gone after plastic bags. They're going after areas where we can smoke. And by the way, there is a reason why the Republicans and many proponents of the Second Amendment are hesitant to enact any sort of gun legislation, even if it does make sense. Now, personally, I have no problem with background checks, whether it is for buying a gun at a retail store or at a show or between people. I have no problem. If you make it easy enough online, shouldn't be an issue. But I know why the NRA and Second Amendment proponents are hesitant. Because they know that once they let the proverbial cockroach in the door, the enemies of pleasure, the enemies of the Second Amendment will not stop there. We've seen it. We've seen it for those of us that enjoy cigars. In California a number of years ago, what did we see? They said, got to eliminate smoking in buildings and restaurants. Everyone said, yep, yeah, you know, fine, we can live with that. Restaurants, bars built very extravagant, very expensive outdoor eating areas, outdoor smoking areas, nice patios that were covered, that had an awning or had a roof, but it was still open and exposed. Everybody enjoyed it. Worked for everybody. And then what happened after all these restaurants and bars? 
put in those capital improvements, the enemies of pleasure, the pleasure police said, you know, it's working so well that we've banned smoking in buildings and restaurants. We need to eliminate it outside because people should have the right to eat outside without being subject to cigar smoke or cigarette smoke. Never mind that all those outdoor dining areas were purposely set up to accommodate smokers, and anybody sitting outside knew that there were going to be cigar, pipe, or cigarette smokers out there. You knew that. Incrementalism. Once they get their foot in the door, it's never enough. Then what did they do after that? They eliminated smoking in outdoor dining areas and patios. They went to sidewalks, parks, golf courses, any public lands. Now I see exactly why the NRA and second pro-Second Amendment groups are loath to even give in an inch. Because once you do, they're never going to be satisfied. And the same thing happens with these enemies of pleasure. They're not satisfied with your cigars. They're not satisfied with your meat. They're not satisfied with your straws. San Francisco Airport just eliminated all bottle plastic bottles being sold less than one liter. Bottle water, now eliminated. They're coming after your meat. What's the latest? It's called a term called Fliegskam. In Deutsch and German, die Flugscham means flight shaming. The enemies of pleasure now have gone after air travel. Enemies of flying. Climate change activists in Europe are going after airlines. Flight shaming is a new topic. Discussed at an aviation summit in Seoul, South Korea, where the International Air Transport Group said, unchallenged, this sentiment will grow and spread. Someone flying from London to New York, according to the European Commission, generates roughly the same level of emissions as the average person in the EU does by heating their home for a whole year. Now, all of a sudden, we have enemies of air travel, enemies of flight. Greta Thunberg, 16-year-old climate change activist from Sweden, is crossing the Atlantic in a sailing vessel because she refuses to fly. She hasn't flown since 2015, saying she is doesn't want to add to the carbon footprint. And she says that she is highlighting an issue for the airline industries. Flag scam is Swedish for flight shame. Now the Europeans want to put a ban on domestic air travel. How do they want to do it? A huge airline fuel tax. They said flying should be expensive. They should eliminate first class, put more seats in the planes, travel by rail. And in, in, in the Germans that are advocating more rail travel, saying same thing, take out the first class cabins so you can get more people in there and reduce the carbon footprint. We have seen it. Now companies are buying carbon offsets when they do travel, these European companies. Enough. The bottom line is this. They're never happy. Enemies of flying, enemies of plastic, enemies of cigars. We need to annihilate them. This month's Cigar Dave Officers Club selection is a Nova Cigar Super Premium Sampler, including the Platinum Nova Classic. This medium-bodied cigar is handmade with a spicy Habano 2000 wrapper and three- to four-year-old Dominican filler. Get cigars like these shipped directly to you every month by joining the Cigar Dave Officers Club today. Get details at CigarDave.com.
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Enemies of flight never fails. Anything that we enjoy, what do they always make it about? The environment, climate change. And as I told you last week, Dr. Otmar Endenhofer, who was the co-chair of a working group for the United Nations International Panel on Climate Change, spilled the beans when he said, and I quote, We redistribute de facto the world's wealth by climate policy. One has to free oneself from the illusion that international climate policy is environmental policy. This has almost nothing to do with environmental policy anymore. Case in point, we're seeing the proposal to tax meat because supposedly the cattle industry adds so much to global warming and climate change. Now we're seeing the same thing with flight shame in uh, German it's called die Flugscham, flight shaming. In Swedish, it's called Fliegskam, flight shaming. And if it starts in Europe, you can damn better believe it's going to start coming over here, saying, oh, people shouldn't fly. No way, shape, or form. They should just go ahead and, 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 and sail around the world. It's not realistic. But yet, they want to tax people who fly, yet these same people that say we should tax more and we need to do more for global warming – how are they traveling? In private jets. They're traveling in their yachts, in their gas guzzlers. Enough's enough. This has nothing to do with global warming or climate change. This has to do about wealth transfer. I'm not going to stop flying. Neither should you. If you think I'm going to swim across the Atlantic to go visit Mick the Brick or sail across, you got another thing coming. This isn't the 14th century. We're in the 21st century. Let us now go to the PCA coverage, that uh, in-booth video coverage that took place in Las Vegas last June, the Alec Bradley booth with Alan Rubin, Lars Tettens, Alec and Bradley Rubin as we talk about their new lineup of cigars. I've made my way over to the Alec Bradley area. They've got two new launches and a big launch with Lars Tettens. We had Lars and Alan Rubin on the show a number of months ago. Now they're going to be releasing their cigars, making the debuts. I like this. You guys are ready for the general. Alec and Bradley Rubin, good to see you, gentlemen. Nice to see you. Thanks for coming out. All right. Now, last year, you guys made your big debut with Blind Faith. 
right. huge hit, great cigar. You have to outdo yourself. Absolutely. So you start working on a brand new project, and it is called Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. How'd you come up with that name? Uh, so Gatekeeper is made by Ernesto Prescario, the new number one cigar of the year. Yep. Great, great guy. So Gatekeeper is actually an homage to Ernesto. Uh, we see Ernesto as our gatekeeper. Uh, Kind of like in our career, our path within the cigar industry, he led us into the inner circle, his inner circle, and we feel part of the family. So make sure you don't screw up. That's exactly that's, yeah. on the right yeah. track. So, so this is Ernesto, the gatekeeper. Make sure you don't make mistakes along the way that he made way back, and your dad and everybody else in the industry. Yeah, we're yeah we're trying to learn from those mistakes. Exactly. Right. I always say, wise men, uh, smart men learn from their mistakes. Wise men learn from others. So you've got your dad, you've got Ralph. Uh, Montero, you've got Ernesto Perez, Carrillo, and smoking this now. My tasty notes right off the bat, medium to full, some peppery, a little bit of a natural woodsy type of taste, yeah. a lot of flavor, but not harsh. Thank you, thank you, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. Okay, we're done, let's go home. Yeah, everybody. we're done, hey guys. let's go back. Okay. All right, so tell me about the blend, and how it came about, how you worked with Ernesto. So actually, it's a really, it was a really long process to get the cigar made. Not intentionally. When I think Brad came to me and said, "Hey, I want to do a collaboration, and I want to do it with Ernesto because we don't really do anything with Dominican tobacco, and this would be a fun project for us to do, different from what Alec Bradley does." So I ran into Ernesto at a multi-vendor event and said, "Hey, Bradley came to me and wants to do this collaboration with you. Are you into it?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it." So that happened about three times before we actually had a meeting. And then once we had a meeting, kind of discussed what we were looking for. He had some stuff for us to try. And two, three meetings later, um, just doing different blends, going through some different things. We figured it out. Brad and my dad went down to the factory, check on productions and that whole fun thing. And what, how, how long do you think the process took? Nine, 10 months before? Yeah, that was just the blend and then all the talking before that, talking, talking, right. talking until he gets number one. Uh, my dad calls him to congratulate, and after he says, well, I would still like to work with the boys on the project, so. Well, this is very Ernesto Perez Carrillo-like, and I'll yes. tell you why, this flavor. Ernesto loves making cigars with a lot of flavor, but he's not gonna put you on the ground. No. You're not gonna get any harshness, not any bitterness, and tell me the wrapper on this again. And he loves working with Ecuadorian, one of the first to work with Ecuadorian way back when he had El Credito in Little Havana. So this is a very Ernesto-like cigar, but very approachable, very smooth. Even for somebody that says, I like mild to medium, but maybe I want something a little bit more flavorful, this would be a nice choice. Four sizes, and I like that you got it in a Corona. Yeah, oh, which is... I love that. It's classic. It's also different for Ernesto because he's right. big ring gauge, the inch, all that, so to him, I don't think he has a Corona in his lineup, so for him to come out with a Corona for us was really special. That, that goes back to his La Gloria Cubana days. Yeah, yeah. He used Plus, to have yeah. a lot of smaller and, sizes, and, and that pays yeah. homage to him. And we don't, it's weird, I'm sure Alex probably had a La Gloria from when Ernesto uh, was there, but I, I but I've never, I don't know Ernesto from Gloria. I know Ernesto from right. EP Creo. So after I graduated and I started to smoke other cigars, I made through the EP Creo line found that I loved the line. Dusk was my number one go-to from his portfolio. And that's kind of where it all began, where I had a huge respect for Ernesto and what he does, um, because all of his blends just are my style. This beautiful looking packaging, I mean, you can see this very elegant, nice wood box. 
beautiful cigars. Price point on these cigars. So the Corona starts at about eight fifty, and the Gordo ends at about thirteen. Eight fifty to thirteen. Yeah. So this is what I would consider more of a. Uh, Premium price cigar. Yeah, and again, absolutely. is this going to be limited or is this regular? No, this is our regular national all the time. Brand, yeah. yep. Outstanding. Everywhere. This is our first national national brand, Blind Faith. We only opened up 150 accounts nationwide. Right. And this one, we're going full full board. Well, I don't have an account, but I seem to be able to get Blind Faith whenever I want. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that happens yeah. either. I'm sure I'll get Gatekeeper as well. You absolutely all right, will. Now let's move to Project 40 Experimental Series. Yep. You guys started experimenting. You wanted something on a little bit more value price Absolutely. end of things. Yes. So tell me about this particular stuff. So we're working with Jesus Fuego on this, as, as you know. Right. Um, it's a great price point cigar, about $6 on average, I believe. Um, came out with it mid-May, and it's been absolutely killing it for us. It is a Brazilian Nicaraguan Honduran blend, and absolutely phenomenal. Six bucks. Six bucks. Six bucks. Every day cigar. cigar. So more on the medium, what, what's the wrapper you on this? Wrapper uh, is Brazilian, I believe. On Brazil. this one. Okay, outstanding. Nicaraguan, so, Honduran, uh, binder filler. Nicaraguan, Honduran, binder filler. Excellent. So you've got something on the more premium price, yes. fuller flavored, a little bit more on the medium side, a little yes. famer, six bucks every yes. cigar. every single day. And I actually love the look of this thing. You know, the Project 40, it just kind of got that, I know we're in Area 51, not far from here, <laughs> yeah. so I'm thinking like Project 40, Area 51. Kind of has a little bit of a race theme to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does. It's, it's very, very nice. So tell me, what do you both do in the company? Because I know you each you do a little of everything, but what do you primarily spend? Uh, I'm focusing right now a lot on sales, logistics, and blending, blending, and working on our projects. And Brad, a little bit more focused on the marketing side, stuff like that. Yeah, a lot it's of been, marketing, and yeah. then we're both traveling on a monthly basis or every other week basis. Um, so we're trying to get out there. And I see you when I come by to Alec Bradley's yeah. queue. It's I been a while, though. It has been a while. You know what? I think it's been about uh, called out. seven, eight months. But don't worry. I don't want to find you guys. Yeah, so I'm that's true. Come see you. Once a year is your... Is no, your... no. I like coming down to see you guys more than... I've never invited more than once. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, I, right. I'm invited all the time. And you know, next time we got to do lunch, and I know you've always got experimental blends yes. that are always in the office that I love to All smoke. Every day. So there's a cigar-friendly place not far from the office. These guys are taking me out to lunch. Perfect. As long as they have lobster and stone crab, we'll be in great shape. Well, no then, problem. Well, then we just missed stone crab season. So. I know. Well, October 15th, my friend. I know. We're coming back down. Don't I know. worry. Alec and uh, Bradley, Ruben, Alec Bradley Cigars. Gentlemen, thank you for Thanks the for new, us. new uh, talk about the brand new Gatekeeper Project 40. Now we're going to move into another very, very secretive, highly secretive area. Yes. Lars Tetons. Here we go. Enjoy. Now, they've, it's so secretive. Lars Tetons. We talked about this on the show probably three months ago. We were the first to let everybody know that Alec Bradley had acquired the Lars Tetons lineup. And speaking of the guy, wait, wait, wait. Alan Rubin of Alec Bradley Cigars, longtime friend. Cigar Dave of Cigar Dave. The eponymous thing, that's a big word for you, you know, but I'll-, I'll I don't translate. know what it means, nor can I spell it. It means Cigar Dave of the Cigar Dave Show, close enough. All right, we were just talking about the acquisition. Mm -hmm. We had you both on the show. We were the first to talk about it on the show. Yes. You acquired the Lars Tetton brands. I go way back with Lars. You've been talking to him, I think, 15, 20 years, something like that. Yeah. You made it happen, and this is the official launch of it the is. Lars Tetons. It's so secretive. Look at this. He's got a he's got a bouncer in front of the place. Big Joe, come here. Look at this. Yes, sir. I want you to see this because this is truly who we are. Can you see that? Insecurity. There I like you go. The Lars Tetons insecurity. All right, this guy, there are no enemies of pleasure around the Alec Bradley booth. He's going to take care of it. 
You see any enemy of pleasure? No, People want to take away our, enjoy, our right to enjoy cigars? Whack them. You have this my is permission. not the first guy that I would want to run up against if I didn't want to do exactly. something right. I can tell you right All now. All right. Now, it's very secretive in here, but I have special dispensation. Correct. To go in. Yes, sir. Gentlemen, been waiting we've for been me. expecting you, sir. All right. Again, highly classified. You are exclusive to see this because no other... Again, this is only by invitation only for large tenants. Most retailers, probably 95% of the retailers, will not go in here. This is like walking into the White House situation. Here we go. Larsy baby. What is here? See, Lars will stop for me because, again, we go way back. There he is, my brother, Lars Tettens here. Good to see you, Bubby. All right. Look at this. He's got the guitar ready to play. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to hear the jam right now first? Can you do it? Can you give us like a one-minute jam? Absolutely. Give us a one-minute quick jam. Okay. So tell your daughter to come back in here. Rosie. One minute, Lars Tetton's jam. Then we're going to talk about the cigars. And actually, it. Lars has got a spice blend that he gave me four bo uh, bottles of already. So here we go. Send it first, you gotta put in the work. Cowboy River, so dangerous. I got the fried chicken and the cornbread and gravy. Got the fat ass and vibes to hit, baby. Pull pick up in the bag like a bed sugar. Your legs around me like a pressure cooker. Feeling you so sweet like a pano chocolate. Smoke a cigar and drink some latte. Getting down with the hillbilly grubby. Bouncing on the dirt road to the new country. First, you gotta put in the work. Cowboy River, so dangerous. I said now first. You gotta put in the work Cowboy River So dangerous Well I'm that cowboy in the cat If the police they trying to bag me Got that sneeze, got that trees We got everything you need So if you need someone to praise Baby blood up in the face Well I'm that cowboy Cowboy We will continue our in-booth video coverage replay from the Premium Cigar Association convention that took place last June in Vegas with Lars Tettens and Alec Bradley as the final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Thank you, Thank you guys. Well, great Lars Tettens. 
makes cigars, spices, sings, raps, does it all. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar, like I do, in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth, it will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. As cigar connoisseurs, we love to find new cigars. We love to go into the humidor and hunt for the latest and greatest. Well, I do the work for you because as the man in charge of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, I am always scouting what is new, what is exciting, what is hot. At the Premium Cigar Association convention, I found a brand new boutique cigar manufacturer that was the star of the show, Nova Cigars. We're featuring three of their super premium fantastic cigars in our August 2019 Officers Club selection. We're featuring the Platinum Nova Salt and a beautiful box press torpedo with a San Andreas wrapper. The Personal Reserve Leo X, nice, spicy, tasty cigar. And the Platinum Nova Classic, very rich. Three great cigars from Nova Cigar. You'll be amongst the first in the country to enjoy these. Become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com, $22.95 per month. Gets you great cigars. Welcome to Cigar Dave's Five Star Lounge. Cigars and spirits are permitted and encouraged in all areas. Your stunning server will be attending to you shortly. In the meantime, enjoy the lounge sounds. Lars Tettens, one of the unique characters in the cigar industry, a great friend, great guy, and his lineup of Lars Tettens that has been relaunched generating a ton of excitement we continue our conversation from the premium cigar association convention with lars tettens so lars come on over here let's Absolutely. talk a little bit about your other passion and that is cigars now lars and i go way back i did a we show in buffalo got to be 22 years ago here's i'm coming to buffalo at the tinderbox and he said hey i hear you're doing a show i want to come up you know i'm not far away in utica i said well, come on up and the next thing you know, you're on the show, then we go to dinner, he orders everything on the menu. And that was 22, 23 years ago. And then Alan tells me, guess what? 
Lars and I did a deal. Lars Tetten's cigars are coming back. So tell me. True story. It's true, 100% true story. Yep. So tell me how it, we talked about it real quickly. How did it all come about, you and Alan? Well, we, you know, we were, we would talk for a long time together and I always felt like a family feeling with them. So I wanted to get in and like really start to build my brand again. And I wanted to build a team that was more like a family that we could put together and have something really great together. So where are and the cigars? Alan I gotta see them. Awesome. Oh, they're all out there. Oh, they're all out there? I didn't see them. Well, come yeah. on, let's go, let's yeah, go look. Yeah, but first, tell me about your spices real quick. Oh, yeah. I see so Lars at the, the airport spices. a couple of days ago and he said, hold on a second. He takes out of his bag four bottles of spice that I'm going to use on the grill. And then this is my leather that I make. All right. And spices, and you got to have a hat. The Lars Tetons, not yacht life. I like to say in Yiddish, yachet life. The yachet <laughs> life, the struggle is real. I'm going to take a hat and play golf with that. That's beautiful. So you make your own spices then? Yes. Outstanding. All right, so I'm, I love to make a nice juicy ribeye on the grill, Pittsburgh style medium rare. What spice should I use? Spicy sea salt. Spicy sea salt, and what's in it? It's awesome. Can't wait to try them. Let's go look at the cigars. So we're gonna sneak back in here. Again, this is the private VIP Lars area. I mean, by appointment only. So Lars, where are we going? The cigars are over here. Outstanding. So tell me about. All right, where do we want to start? Well, we, you know, this is like some of the original stuff that I was doing a long time ago. Grass, right? Grass. So tell me about the complexion of the, of the cigar. It's mild, medium, it's full. Mildish to medium and it's got like a really full flavor, full spectrum of Infused, flavor. botanical yes. infused? We'll call it condition. Condition, yeah. okay, condition. But I'm telling you the real breakout cigar that people are gonna go crazy about is the SS. This thing is a monster cigar. It's completely different than anything out in the marketplace. No one's ever done anything even remotely like it. This changes the game. And it's filled with amazing like spicy peppery taste that doesn't last very long but it's incredible and it, it has a really great flavor so this is the this is a really great cigar that people should try all right oh, oops, 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 i'm right behind you angry robots yeah how, how do you like that that's great and then this is siri d this is like a really full-bodied great cigar okay and then we have the steampunk which is another really good if you like those condition cigars you're gonna love that and then the original fat line. The original, right yeah, here. The original fat line. See? Outstanding. Available now? Yes. Outstanding. I know Alan was around somewhere. Uh, I think we may have lost Alan. But I know every, there's Alan right there. Absolutely. So we're going to go and see out. So Lars, we appreciate it. As always, my I friend, good you, to brother. see you. Come Absolutely. On. Absolutely. We go way He's back, man. man. 20 some odd years. I and I'm going to come back. We're going to smoke a cigar together. Absolutely. All right. You're going to pick it. I'm going to smoke it. I love you, baby. All right, my friend. Let's soon. go over this way real quick. I'm going to interrupt real quickly, Alan. Just want to say the Lars Tetons, very exciting. Cool. Thank you, Dave. Now, one other question. Can we just get up and go over there? No, no. We've already done it. Okay. Real quick. All these are available now. The Lars Tetons. Absolutely. Every, so you can get it right in retailers. Right now, ready to go. All right, Alan Rubin, he's got people he's got to sell. Go ahead, sit down, sell, relax. Sign the order. Get the here. You don't need it. It doesn't have pen. Here, here's the pen. Sign the contract. He always comes with a pen. Go ahead. Go ahead. And sign, generally his own contract. Sign, exactly. Sign the contract, ready to go. 
order. They got loads of money, triple the, the amount of the order. Thank you, Dave. All right, so hope you enjoyed our little uh, visit here. Great, always fun going to my good friends, Alan Rubin and everybody here at Alec Bradley. Lars Tettens is available now, conditioned infused cigars. They've got the new Project uh, 40 and the Gatekeeper. Visiting Alec Bradley's booth with Alan Rubin and Lars Tettens, Alec and Bradley Rubin. It is like uh, being with brothers. It really is. They're just like family. And I'll tell you, their lineup from the Alec Bradley Gatekeeper, the Project 40, the new Lars Tettens relaunch, ton of excitement. Great time with them at the Premium Cigar Association convention. Next week, our college football preview with the great Lee Corso of ESPN, Cigar Dave the General, saying Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Screw the enemies of plastic. The enemies of water. The enemies of meat. The enemies of flight. Screw the enemies of political correctness. Enough already.